Cannot wait, Slee, for the weekend to get going. Cannot wait for my Rams to take on the Colts this weekend. The Dodgers are in an old-school pennant race for the National yeah. League West. The Clippers have a new arena, which for the first time in my entire life has me mildly intrigued with the Clippers. There's a lot. Of, your UCLA Bruins oh, are playing this UCLA weekend. UCLA <laughs> this weekend. I don't even know how to get I really don't know where to get started. Now, when you say my UCLA Bruins – uh, did I go to school there? No. Do I have any affiliation? I, I don't. I, let's just be reality here. But when you just feel the presence of college football in L.A., you just go out of your way to start getting excited. UCLA, number 13 in the country. <laughs> Coming in Fresno State, it doesn't get better than this. It literally doesn't get better than this. I feel like you just put the whammy on the Bruins like you did on SC last weekend. When you're like, Trav, Trav, it's the Bruins and the Trojans. They're both ranked in the top 25. This is a great time to be a college football fan here in L.A. And then Stanford came in and pulled their pants down and got the coach fired. Can you imagine the frenzy in Pasadena right now on Lake Avenue? on the way it's basically the rose bowl parade this weekend it's basically the rose bowl parade oh never do that by the way have you ever done that no and i, I never plan on doing okay it. so as a as a child growing up in the city of arcadia go apaches yeah. um it's the city that's directly adjacent to pasadena right i, I lived about two blocks from colorado boulevard okay mm-hmm. so the rose parade would go right by my Down. house every yep. year and I was, and we go to the Rose Bowl football game every single year. It's a big family tradition that we have, and extended family and friends come. It's a, it's our family reunion every year. Um, I went and did the Rose Bowl parade one night on on Colorado Boulevard, and this was back when it actually got cold in the winter. In in, in January, it was down in the 30s and 40s. Most miserable night I've ever spent in my life yeah, no thank sitting you. on the curb no waiting to you. watch the Rose Queen go by. Yeah, and I don't know why I said Lake Avenue. I'm literally taking you completely off of the Rose Bowl parade down to UCLA, so <laughs> scratch that one off if someone's wondering where the hell I was parading to. Yeah, look, I, I – I, I, I'm ready to break out another song if you want me to, Al, to kind of to kind of bring it all the way home. Are you ready? So I can't promote college football over the weekend and get excited that Los Angeles has another ranked team, top 13 by way in the country, taking on Fresno State. But you can make up and create songs when Clay Helton gets fired and they're looking for a new coach, and now you're going to have another song for UCLA. Go yeah, ahead. I'm ready. Let's hear it. We're going to lose to Fresno. What are you doing? This is what we do. We win a big game, then we blow it the next week because we're the Bruins. Fight, fight, fight. Here we go again. Chip Kelly's going to blow it because DTR will throw INTs and let's go Bruins. We're 2-1. and one. Yay. What, what, what's the point of that? I want to understand what in your mind tells you that that is necessary? We are a basketball school. We went to the Final Four. We're going to lose to Fresno State because LSU kind of sucks. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I could do it all day. Can I set this up real quick? Can I set up the stage? <laughs> Remember how you, you and I did this? Uh-huh. And I know we got a lot of Dodgers that we want to get into, but let me just say this. This is a perfect example. Remember I told you that? Even if it's a game on college football. When, when college football is back, there's something special about college football. For this sure. is a perfect example. Okay, Saturday night, you know what time this game's at? 
Uh, 11.30? <laughs> it's at 7.45 That's at night. That's pretty late. So can I tell you how great it is to just know that you could tune in at any point on Saturday night and there's a college football going on in the Pac-12, obviously UCLA a part of the mix. <laughs> Look, it's I get it. You want to have the TV window kind of to yourself if you can. But look, I am a huge sports fan. I am a huge college football fan. By the time we get to 8 o'clock on Saturday night, I've kind of had my fill. I really don't need no, no, another no, 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 game no. starting at 8 o'clock. But here's the thing. I just want the option. That's all I want. I'm not saying I got to sit there. I just want the option. I'm not telling you I'm going to be up till 11:15 at night watching UCLA and Fresno State, but uh, the option is there, and that's the most important thing. All right, so Al, we started this show right as the baseball season was kind of getting going. 14 years ago, 15 year anniversary is coming up. I I feel like we have covered every single possibility that there is to cover with the Los Angeles Dodgers this year, and you know what it all means? Nada. Yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah. here here we go. 15 games left. The Dodgers are one game behind the San Francisco Giants and everything that we've talked about. And just just so we have this you, you ready? This yeah. is what's happened this year. Okay. All right? They come into the season as the defending champs and oh my goodness, look at this. The Padres are pretty good. Oh my gosh, what's going on with the Dodgers? They're 5 and 15. Hey, Trevor Bauer looks pretty good. Hey, what's going on with Cody Bellinger? He doesn't look right. Oh man, Mookie's hurt. Oh man, Corey Seager's hurt. Hey, this Dodger dog, this is terrible. Why did they get rid of the other Dodger dog? Hey, did Trevor Power really get suspended for the rest of the season? Oh, my gosh, Kershaw's hurt. Oh, my gosh, the Giants won't lose. Hey, we went to the White House. Is that Joe Kelly wearing a mariachi jacket? Oh, my goodness, the deadline's coming up. Oh, no, Max Scherzer went to the San Diego Padres. No, he didn't. He's coming to the Dodgers. And, oh, yeah, they got Trey Turner, by the way, as well. And what's going on with Kenley Jansen? He keeps blowing the game. And why does Cody Bellinger keep stinking? What's going on right now Would they lose two out of three to the Colorado Rockies? Now the Dodgers can't lose a game. Now, wait, Cody Bellinger is still a mess. Hey, San Francisco can't lose a game. Hey, it's a wild card entire format is screwed up. We need to fix that. What's up with Spider Tack? Why can't they use that anymore? Hey, we got Albert Pujols. You think Max Muncy's going to win the MVP? I think Max Scherzer might win the Cy Young Award. And if it's not him, it's Urias. And how did Bueller lose to the how did he lose to the Giants in a game where they were doing a bullpen day? All all of that, and here we are. We've got 15 games left, and none of it matters. It's it's unbelievable. You would have thought that everything that you just laid out. The season is over, number one. We're in the offseason. You told, uh, you know, three different years of storylines. Reality is that you're right. It's five and a half months of topics around Dodgers baseball. And as we sit here today, 15 games left, absolutely nothing has been decided. We spent some time on this yesterday. And, you know, I, I kind of find myself – there are certain topics that I, I get a certain feeling for. There are certain topics that bother me. This is one of them, and I, I think a lot of baseball fans, you know, feel the same way about this. I'm not saying this Dodgers-Giants run is not incredibly exciting. I'm not saying that these last 15 games isn't incredibly exciting and all these different scenarios can play out. Dodgers can win the division or it's 163rd game or they're in the wild card because all three of those um, scenarios can all uh, play out. I just can't stand the fact that both of these squads, it's almost as if they're competing for the final two playoff <laughs> spots in the NBA. Right. They are competing. They have the two best records, and both of them, before the actual first game of the playoffs start, one of those two teams could be out of it. Yeah, <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Usually with 15 games left in the season, if you're in the playoff mix, it's either this or that. 
right? Yeah. We're, we're either going to do this or it's going to be that. Those are, it's, it's kind of binary. It's one or the other. Here's what could happen. Dodgers could win the division. Cool. Dodgers could go to the wild card. Okay. Not, not, not great, but okay. The Dodgers and Giants could tie for the division and have to go into a one-game, 163rd-game playoff, which is technically a regular season game, but now puts you in double jeopardy of being inside of a, a wild-card game. That could happen. You could win that game, and now you're the division champs, and it's cool. You could lose that game, and now and you got to go to the— use your aces. <laughs> the yep. whole thing is just there's still so many different facets to the, the scenarios that can come out. And we got 15 games left. We got two weeks to go. It's usually sorted itself out by now. And it's equal parts, incredibly exciting. And like you've been saying for a couple of weeks now, really, really dumb that a team that's going to win 102, 3, 4, 5 games, whatever the final number is, is within one bad call, one bad pitch, one bad outing of being home a couple of days after the Florida Marlins. So that's a problem. You've been back and forth on this. And we're going to kind of go through the rest of the schedule for the Dodgers. There are certain points, like you and like many Dodger fans out there, you feel like one day, hey, we got a legit a legit shot at winning this division. And then at other points during the season, you said, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Giants just continue to play. When are they going to have a bad week? When is this going to happen? When's that? I, just let me use this as an example. 48 hours ago, the, the Giants had won nine games in a row and had taken the first game first two games of a four-game set against the Padres decisively. And if I'd have told you that the Giants are going to lose two in a row after they'd won nine in a row to the Padres out of all teams who have been reeling since the trade deadline, you'd have probably told me that you're crazy, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But that's what played out. So they're, now they're at one game back, Trav. About a month ago you said, you know what I want to do? I want to continue to ask ourselves, okay, we're at this point, 30 yeah. days left, 60 days. There's 15 games left. Do you think the Dodgers are winning this division, yes or no? I hate I hate my answer, but I don't know. I, I, you could talk me into both things. I, if, if you're telling me, looking at what's left, knowing the 15 games the Dodgers have, knowing the 15 games that the Giants have, I think the Dodgers just miss today now I, that that doesn't mean that I think that the season's over it doesn't mean that I don't think that they can do it or still win the wild card game and go win the World Series I you're think those saying things are, you could you're saying you could still finish the season very strong and so can the Giants right you you look at what they have less let's just play this out starting today they're in Cincinnati today right they've got three in Cincinnati three in Colorado three in Arizona and then they finish the season at home against San Diego and Milwaukee Bueller Scherzer Kershaw this weekend I think they sweep that series. Okay, they're they're really really good. The problem is the Braves are playing the San Francisco Giants this weekend. I think the Giants. It's in San Francisco, by the way. I think the Giants probably win two of those. Now you're tied. Goes to Colorado. Say the Dodgers win two out of three in Colorado. Colorado's a decent team at home. They're not great, but they're a decent team. You got Tony Gonsolin pitching one of those games. Let's give them two. Giants in San Diego. They probably win two. We're still tied. You go to Colorado for the Giants. Let's give them two. Arizona. Dodgers go to Arizona. Let's give them all three. Dodgers up by one. Here's where it gets interesting. Dodgers mm. come back to Dodger Stadium. They get the San Diego Padres. And in that series, if they're still on turn, Urias, Bueller, and Scherzer. You like your chances there. Let's give them all three. Okay? Arizona for the San Francisco Giants. Let's give them all three. We're going to the final weekend up one. Okay? Okay. We're going yep. to the final weekend up one. I like this setup here. Yep. The Dodgers play the Milwaukee Brewers, who are really good. 
Okay, really good. They're the they got the guy on their team that's probably going to win the the Cy Young. Okay, he's probably going to get it if Max Scherzer doesn't get it. You've got in your rotation Kershaw, Gonsolin, and Urias going there. There's a scenario where the Dodgers only win one of those games. Okay, the Giants get the Padres at home for three. So if the Padres can't help us out on that last weekend and the Giants win all three of those games and the Dodgers either only win one or two, we're into either the wild card or the one-game playoff. It's going to come down to that last day or two of the season. It's just the, their opponents, most of them are not very good. They're playing some of the same teams. It's going to go down to that last game. You know what? I, you know, When you break it down that way, I'm thinking of the Brewers. Let's say the Brewers have nothing to play for in that final weekend. right? Let's say just – the standings doesn't matter to them. They can kind of rest their guys. They just kind of get ready for the playoffs. Let, let's say, Trav, hypothetically speaking, the Brewers have nothing to play for. Are the Brewers, to their benefit, Brewers want the Dodgers in a wild card game because mm-hmm. the Brewers don't want to face the Dodgers. Brewers want to play, face San Francisco before they want to face the Dodgers. They just do. That's just every team in Major League Baseball doesn't want to face the Dodgers. I wonder if that comes into play. Those final three games, you have nothing to play for. You're still trying to win games because you're hoping that the Dodgers have to go through a tougher road, that maybe they're eliminated in a wild card game and increases your chances of a World Series. I think if you're the Brewers, you do what's ever good for the Brewers. I don't think you play that game. That's a really risky game to try to lay down or do something goofy or whatever it is. You're you're inviting the karma of the baseball gods. You, you... No, I'm saying I'm saying play for it because the worst the the better the worst scenario the Dodgers are in are is ultimately better for you because they're the most dangerous team. I think if you if you because they're they're locked up their division right they're locking up their division they're playing the Atlanta Braves in the first round that's they, they know exactly what they're doing they're setting themselves up to play the Braves that's it anything beyond that they're not thinking about if that means you sit some guys you sit some guys if that means you roll some guys in that final weekend you roll your guys I I don't think that they do anything other than what's in their best interest to play the Braves in the first round period. I don't think that factors into it. Now, what's interesting is the Dodgers have the Padres second to last. The Giants have the Padres last series. The Padres, under all these scenarios, they're probably still very much in the hunt. They're going to be giving you everything that they've got. Now, are they any good? No. But they're still going to be playing like crazy where Milwaukee, maybe not. So maybe there's a little bit of an advantage there. Um, I'm just looking looking at the uh, schedule here. Yeah, you know, like something to pay attention to, and um, I know the Dodgers and the Giants are worried about themselves. Padres and the Cardinals start a three-game set this weekend, so it starts tonight. And why is that significant? It's significant because uh, will the Padres still be in the mix by the time the Dodgers are playing the San Diego Padres, or will they be out of the mix? If they're still in the mix, obviously every game's important for them to get to the wild card. Yeah, look, if they get swept, then they probably let go of the rope, and they've, they've, they're have they've not doing anything by the time the Dodgers and the Padres or the they Giants They take get two to or them. three, they're in they're, front in the wild card. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Steve Ballmer may have made his best move yet as a member, or as I should say as the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, because Al, I absolutely love what I read this morning. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Salee, 710 ESPN. That one game back, Al, is real, but they're going with their guys this weekend. Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's they're, they're right there in the mix, too. They're not playing great baseball, but this is a chance to do some work against a pretty good team. That You can't even say that. You can't say those are their guys and not have Urias in the mix. And that they got just four shows guys you, now. But that shows you how ridiculous, right? Like you just – in the past it was here are their guys – 
and Kershaw wasn't a part of the mix. You're using bullpen days, and that's how it's been. Kershaw's back in the mix. His second start now. So it's every time you say that, you know, it just kind of shows the depth that the that the uh, Dodgers have. And here's the other part, you know, and I'm not. I mean, this is just baseball. One of those games that you think is a slam dunk is not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> One of those games that you think, okay. Padres, Giants, these it, last two. Exactly right. You just never know. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, like Slee, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. You bought that Harley yet? Um, I'm waiting. I put an offer in, <laughs> and I'm just waiting. I could be, should be getting a text at any moment here saying your Harley is – being delivered we we should both get them and we could show up at like remotes on our harleys and we could rev no, the engine no, in the no, parking no, no, lot no. that would be money even better our station photo should be you and i at a harley dealership sitting on harleys but actually never take off anywhere <laughs> but just, see here's the problem i'd look yeah. like one of those fat guys on the mopeds in the guinness book of world records i don't mm-hmm. need that visual i don't need that out there i'd look like one of the mccreary twins yeah i would be a middle eastern dude sitting on a harley um and no one convinced at all <laughs> no, that, that, that's actually mine <laughs> Are you guys going to be wearing leather suits? Yeah, I'll wear it. I'll put on 100%. the, the, the uh, motorcycle jacket. I've said this before. I'll say it again. No undershirt on that leather jacket. <laughs> just if you're going to do it. Just a leather vest, huh? Just a leather vest. If you're going to do it, you got to go all in, Trav. I'm a, I, hey, you've, you, you've sold me on it. All right. Steve Ballmer is building a new building um, in Inglewood. Uh, the, the, the projected price tag is $2 billion. Yeah. Okay, just for a point of reference, SoFi, which is the most grand structure I've ever seen for sports, is $5 billion, and that's for NFL football and the Olympics and the Super Bowl. This is a basketball arena. And 75,000 seats or <laughs> exactly. something along those lines. I mean, this is, you know, you're talking 20,000 seats. And, and not only is he going to build a state-of-the-art arena, but it's going to have a whole bunch of bells and whistles in it. And then they're on top of that, Al, there's just what he said. And, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's basically we finally have our own space. We're not sharing the Lakers and the Kings space. We don't have to pretend that we're happy to be a tenant somewhere. We're going to do our own thing in our own spot, in our own corner of the city. And if you don't like it, that's your problem because we're going to build a monster down here. It's the first thing I've ever heard a Clipper person say that made me go, okay, all right, let's, let, let's see it. Let's go. Let's see what you got. This wasn't, you know, the first, first of all, when you're worth $100 billion, you're not supposed to rent. That's just not how it works, okay? What up, you're, Chargers? You're, you're, <laughs> there's a completely different story there. Right. That's actually, you know what? If you, nah, I can't even comp that because the Chargers have been in LA for 38 minutes, and the Clippers have been here for a long time, obviously. Yeah. But it just just the playoff is something that you just said. So you got this arena, you got the stadium that he's building, and you know, like you said, it, it, you have a. Um, a you're, you admire what he's accomplishing already in L.A. and doing the things that he's doing. Have you seen the details of what the arena is going to look like and I, I some have, of the amenities yeah. to it? Okay, can we go over some of this? Because I, I think this is kind of interesting to me. All of a sudden, um, there are things that I never really thought of or paid attention to to an arena that if you're comparing it to Staples Center, uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool things that he's got going on in there. Yeah, no, look, let's start with this. And actually, let's make it our stat hero, hero of the day stat. It's the new building, right? The Intuit Dome. It's going to have two times as many bathrooms, toilets, as any other arena, right? And, and by the way, what a great idea. 
This seems like such a oh right. Why make anybody wait in line yeah. to use the bathroom? Yeah, just just ha- have a bunch of them go get back in your seat, spend your money, watch the game, see the yeah. show. It's just such a great idea. Okay, but this is my question about that. As making this one of the amenities that you list out, just think about all the things that this arena is going to have. Any and. Bomber's worth almost a hundred billion, and he's spending another two billion on this. Oh, by the way, he dropped four hundred million to tell MSG, "Hey, keep it down over there. Uh, let's we we got to get moving here. Give me the forum, throw this thing in. Let's just it's a, it's a round. We good. It's a, <laughs> it's a rounding error on his taxes. Yeah. Okay. But with all that said, like, what do you want me to do with twice as many toilets? Like, as an example, in three years when they're trying to sell season tickets to this place, uh-huh. am I going to see billboards out there that like is comparing Staples Center toilets where it shows that there's two toilets cramped in this, in this square footage to there's only one in this one? Like, what do you want me to do with that? What I want you to do is get back and watch <laughs> the game. It, look, I look. I I don't. I'm not going to turn this into bathroom humor time. It's not yeah. my deal. Yeah. What I'm saying is that's important to me. I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to be standing in there listening to what goes on in there. I don't want to be listening to everybody's bad jokes about hey, you know, you don't buy beer, you just rent it. <laughs> like, just let me get in and out of there. Let me go do that's what I need a to bad do. One. Bunch, write that down. <laughs> let me let me Text keep going. I don't want to do this. So, yeah, those little things matter to me. I don't Listen, know how you billboard that, but I'm in. When I read that, I'm like, oh, hell okay. yeah, double toilets. Let's you go. You want to impress me? Make my seat turn into a porter potty. I don't have to get up, okay? <laughs> you want to impress me? You're worth $100 billion? Let's be really creative here. I don't need to know that there's twice as many toilets, and that's it. That's the selling piece. That's now, all of a sudden, it. I'm not coming to LA Live. I'm not going to another arena. Watch out. This new Intuit Dome has double the amount of toilets i'm sold you don't have to tell me anything else <laughs> they're also going to kind of take a page out of the uh lafc playbook which you know the 3252 where people are yeah. singing and dancing and flags and smoke and it's it's a party right it is it is just a straight up party in that part of the the uh the bank of california stadium and again it, it's the comp i think is pretty good it's a new state-of-the-art facility in a good location in town people are very excited to see it and then you go to see the party they're going to do the same thing they're going to have a fan section they want it to kind of be a wall of sound idea though they're going to call yeah, it but the you wall. need fans you need fans they so have fans like, lee i, I okay. look i understand that the numbers aren't what the laker fans are clippers don't have any trouble filling an arena yeah, because the opposing team nah, not is anymore. traveling to L.A. to hang out. Come on. I, I, what do you I mean get, not, anymore? It, not I'm, anymore? I'm No, no, no. This – okay. First of all, let me finish this because we greatly appreciate the partnership with Stat Hero. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. Trav, you and I Triple. got games lined up all this weekend. Okay. I'm going to need Alvin Kamara to do work. Go ahead. Okay. This is the reality. And I'm not doing this just to, you know, they do still have so much that they got to build. If you're going to do this, the wall, 51 unbroken rows of stands behind one basket, 4,700 seat section. Um, you're trying to, as best as you can, create an environment. I think I read something. I don't know if it was actually Steve Ballmer that went to go watch a game at Duke and kind of look at what their student section looks like. Right. I get the environment that you're trying to create. Bro, go to StubHub on game day for a for a Clippers game, and the ticket is still I, $11 okay. to get uh, in. No, no, so, no, no. so you got some work to do. I, 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 I strongly disagree. There's a huge difference here. 
the Chargers have a very small niche group of fans. And to your point, it's StubHub when it didn't matter who comes in, right? It could be anybody and it's 80% of the visiting team's fans. I, I get that. And look, we're going to see it on Sunday night when the Chargers and the Cowboys play. It's going to be Cowboy fans in that building. That That's the Chargers, though. To your point, they got here half an hour ago. The Clippers have been here. They have fans, and while there will always be pockets of – I don't want to say pocket. When the Lakers play them, it's going to be a lot of Laker fans. When the Warriors come in – Put Lakers to the side. Put Lakers yeah, to the side. Yeah, put, put them yep. aside. But let's use the, the Rams and the Bears as an example on Sunday. The place has, like you said, 75,000 seats. There was a pretty healthy contingent of Chicago Bears fans in there because this is a huge city with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. The Clippers are not looking around – I don't know if, if you remember this. So back in the late 80s and early 90s, the Clippers used to run an ad in the L.A. Times that had Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, yep. Magic Johnson, Hakeem Olajuwon saying, mm-hmm. come and see these guys. Yeah. Okay, they, they didn't even have any Clippers in the ad. They're not doing that anymore. They've got fans. They're filling up their own oh, building. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not so, I'm not so sure that they're not still doing that. I think that is a big selling piece. I think you do say Kevin Durant is coming to town. I think you do say – James Harden and some of these Giannis. You might be saying they're coming to town to take on our good team. They're not saying, "Hey, we we're, we're dog water." Come on. When's the last time you were at a Clippers game? Two years ago. Okay, I'm gonna wait here for a second and let's let next Clippers season come. You pick a game against a te- decent Western Conference team. Portland. Tried. Okay, go to a game and tell me if there is not a Portland contingency at that arena. There will be. I'm telling you, there will be. And I'm also telling you that I'm on game days, you go try to buy a ticket, and it's 6.30 and the game starts at 7.30. Go see how much that ticket costs. I don't disagree that they're not selling tickets, but let's also not make it sound like there's a frenzy going on during Clipper games. It's not a frenzy, Al, but you're making it sound like it was back in the 80s where the, the building's half empty and birds are dive-bombing the court because there's nobody there. They had, I mean, you go to a Clipper game, it's full. It's full, and most of the people there, most of the nights are Clipper fans. That's that's just empirically true. I think you are being. I, I think Bombers got you. Bombers cut <laughs> you a check. Got me fired up. Bomber cut you a check. To be here today. <laughs> I love basketball. I love Los Angeles. He's starting to bring me around. Uh, I, I, there are some other innovations, by the way, with this arena. And, and I know we got to have – we got Rams and Colts we got to talk about. Yep. And we got to talk about you stopping – trying to quit pretending like there isn't week two and you just kind of jump to week three and week four and week five, which is not that bad of an idea because they actually have really good competition. So let, let's talk some Rams when we come back. And there were a couple other things in this Intuit Dome that we didn't talk about that might actually attract somebody like me. We'll do that coming up next. Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. Bears 2, Texans 0. That's my new pick for the million-dollar Monday Madness. I think that's my pick for the Super Bowl in the final score. 2 to nothing. Bears over the Texans. Listen, if there's a million dollars at stake, I'm going to see what kind of juice I have internally here <laughs> and see if I could be a part of the mix. <laughs> Give it a shot. Can you imagine just sending Tommy an email? Hey, Tommy, what do I have to do to play? I just I don't even think he'd respond. <laughs> I don't think so either. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Before we get to the Rams, Lee, very quickly, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to downtown Los Angeles and Drew. Drew, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, Slee, uh, you know those commercials that say you might be entitled to compensation? Yes. 
I think you working with Travis and his closet Laker hate and this bloviating for Clipper bathrooms, you might be entitled to compensation. <laughs> what are the Clippers sleep? What are the Clippers going to hang? We have the most um, bathrooms banner. Travis has exposed his Laker negativity once again. He's hating Finally. on the Westbrook trade, and Finally. now he's oh, you got Wi-Fi at the new state at the new Intuit. No, they got double the it. bathrooms. Everybody's got Wi-Fi, but nobody's got oh, double the toilets. We're watching, the, we're watching the game. We're watching Re- the game, right, Slee? We're, we're taking notes. Listen, listen, Slee, Drew, right now, to tell taking you, uh, notes? Harris is Remind me not to sit next to you, Drew. I Drew, don't want to sit next to a Drew, guy that's all, taking notes at a basketball game. What, you, you think, Let me buy you, you a beer, at, Drew. Aren't you the guy at the baseball game? Drew, appreciate you calling in first <laughs> off and calling out Travis. I want to buy his, Drew a beer so he can relax a little his bit. His undercover hate on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh-huh. Um Weren't you the one? By the oh. way, you're talking about taking notes at a at a Lakers game. Aren't you the guy at the baseball game? Aren't you keeping you I, a scorecard? I, I want to, but my my self consciousness won't no, allow me to it. do no, it. You should 100 percent do it. Nice. Okay, so so this is this is one of the things that this new stadium, this new arena is going to have. It's going to have double the amount of bathrooms, and there will be a huge ad right on the 405 that just compares the square footage of a bathroom at Staples Center Look. and the new bathroom at Intuit. Look. It's going to be it, – it's pretty – listen, in my opinion, if I'm on the edge of buying season tickets, Look. I'm over the edge now. All I'm saying is I'm going to need a phone number on that billboard because I'm calling. <laughs> as long as it's – What are you going to call? What, what's, the, what's the number – what is it supposed 1-800 to be? 1-800-DOUBLE-THE-BATHROOMS. <laughs> okay. Now, there are some things here that are interesting. We already, so smart, we already listed it. Smart checkouts for concessions to avoid lines. So I, I, I don't know if I fully understand this. Does that mean I walk up to a concession and I think if I'm correct here, you're actually not you're not dealing with an individual? Think Starbucks app. I, I my understanding is it's like you order it on your phone and then when you walk up there it's sitting there for you. Okay. So that's not a bad idea. That's actually a, that's a that's a very good idea and I'm sure every arena is gonna be doing that by that time. Sure. Uh, and then outdoor plaza where fans can watch the game from outside, similar to the Bucks. This one's interesting because I actually really like the concept of having the games outside. Like, I think that part is fantastic. The only issue I have with it, uh, Trav, is if you don't have enough people who bought the tickets in the stadium, who's going to be outside watching the game? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm you're just, just a closet toilet hater. Your, your, your subtle toilet hate is really starting to wear okay, on me. Here's my, exa- here's my question. Let's just say hypothetically there's not enough Clipper fans outside to watch the game. Do you now have the option of throwing a Law & Order episode? <laughs> Do you have the option of saying, hey, you know what? Curb your enthusiasm. They got a really – this Who, is one of their best episodes. Who's got Let's the remote? Who's got the remote? Come on, change the channel. That's pretty funny. I, I love that idea. So you, you know, every once in a while, you really surprise me. That's pretty great. Let me Good just job. say, as I say all this, Bomber's like, okay, all right, Sliwa, we'll, we'll see what you got here, buddy. Just see? give it a couple years. <laughs> your ace will be out of L.A. So I, I want to know why I'm the one that's called a hater when you're the one that's trying to talk me off of the Rams already being 2-0, and getting ready for the Bucks. I, I don't understand that, how I'm the one filled with negativity. Because you don't want them to go to Indianapolis. You don't even, no, you don't even think there's a reason a for win. them to go. Yeah. Well, they're. I mean, you got to go. You got to play. I don't think that there's such a thing as a as a trap in week two. What, what a trap is when 
the Rams lost to the Jets last year. I forget exactly where that was, but it was week like 11, 12, 13. It was late in the season. The Jets were terrible. They hadn't won a game all season long. The Rams were fighting for their playoff life at this point, and they laid an egg and lost to the Jets. That's that's a trap game. Okay. can I, I want to ask you a question on this. So just as an example, you've played one week so far. It's a Sunday night game, Chicago Bears, national television. Do you Did you walk away from that game – Hey, I learned a lot about the Rams, or you still have no idea? Can I be in between those two? Th- I think I learned yeah, a lot about I think you can. Yeah, I, I think what I learned is is that offense with a real quarterback is really, really different. It's it's a noticeably different product with a quarterback that doesn't throw it to the wrong team or just hold the ball for five minutes when the defense is crashing around him. Hmm. I think the part that's still unknown is what are the Bears exactly? Are the Bears terrible? Are the Bears okay? Could the Bears maybe actually be kind of good? I don't know yet, right? We, we, we have to figure out what the Bears are before that game has added meaning. I, I, from, I'm going to take Kirk's – I'm just going to steal from Kirk right here okay. because I, I asked Kirk the question on the postgame show when we were at Hollywood Park Casino, which we will be at after the Tampa Bay game coming up in a couple of weeks. I said to him, I said, is this because the Rams are really good or is this because the Bears are terrible? And he says, hold on a second. The Bears aren't terrible. Bears have a good defense. Bears defense is legitimate, so that they put up as many points as they did is a really good sign. So I'll defer to Kirk on that. So, and I ask you that question because the next four games I think are very interesting for the Rams because you're going to have a good mix here. You're going to have, okay, the Colts game you and I think maybe potentially could be a trap game, but it shouldn't be. It's just week two. You should be ready for that game. But you got a game against Tampa. You got a game against Arizona, and I know the Rams have dominated Arizona, but it's a – Let's put it this way. Arizona is probably the biggest wild card from the division that you're kind of curious. Can they have – can they win 10, 11 games, or are they just going to be another 500 team like they've been in the past? And then you're on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, a place that's always – On a short, on a short week. To, it's a Thursday night too. Okay, so if you go three and two, five games in, um, are you thinking, hey, you know what, it's okay, that's a good start, or do you have to go four and one? I think three and two is exactly what you just said. It's It's okay. It's fine. It's not, you know, panic mode. It's not, you know, running around with your hair on fire. It's a, all right, because look, if you lose to Tom Brady and the Bucks, there's no shame in that, right? If you lose on in Seattle on a Thursday night on a short week, and, you, and again, the week is shorter for the Rams than it is Seattle because they got a day where they got to get on an airplane and go up there. So it's a really short week for them. Um, Four and one's a whole hell of a lot better, though, because whether if you beat the Bucks or the Seahawks in your scenario, and you win the other games, and you're four and one, here's what you got coming up after that: you got the Giants, you got the Texans, you got the Lions. They all stink, right? So now all of a sudden, if you're four and one heading into that stretch, you win those three games, that you're seven and one at the eight game mark. That's extraordinary. But but I also think the four and one mark. You know, you're saying three and two is so much different than four and one. Mm-hmm. It's also if you're three and two and you lost to Tampa and Seattle, you're two kind of true tests to start the season. That says something as well. So it, let's say you split those games. Let's say you lost to Tampa, but you won on the road to Seattle. I, I, I think then you could start kind of feeling really good about your chances. I know it's still very early, but Trav, I couldn't agree more. Three and two sounds so much different than four and one for the Rams through their first five games. There's also this. The NFC West is going to have three teams make the playoffs. Keep in mind, there's an additional wild card spot this year. You've got three wild card spots instead of two. The NFC East is not going to have a wild card. The NFC North is almost certainly not going to have a wild card. Let's give one to the South. Let's say that 
that New Orleans gets a, a, a playoff spot. Yeah. That means there are two wild card spots left for the NFC West. So maybe you don't have to win the division. Better to do it, obviously, sure, than not. Sure. Better to be the number one seed and get the one buy that's available. That's new, too. But you don't have to be the best team in your division or at least win the most games. You just need to be the hottest at the end of the line, playing your best football at the end of the line, healthiest at the end of the line, because there are a lot of ways into the playoffs. you got three or actually four good teams in the NFC West. I think three of them go to the playoffs. As long as you stay out of the last place spot, you're going to the postseason. I think the way that the expectations have been built, the offseason that we've talked about, Matt Stafford being the difference of now this changes everything, I think you're disappointed if you're a Rams fan that through the first five games, if you lose two of those, especially against Tampa and Seattle, just because these are teams you could face in the postseason down the road. That's number one. Number two, still got the Colts this weekend. I mean, we, we Nobody's talking about the Colts this weekend. Yeah, 2-0. and Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I agree, by the way. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It is a football Friday, all day college football tomorrow, and then we got a Rams NFL Sunday. They are in Indianapolis. Alan, don't forget that the pregame show will start at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning with myself and Kirk Morrison right here on 710 ESPN. That's not a bad setup right there, right, L.A.? Wake up, grab a cup of coffee, listen to a little uh, Travis Rogers and Kirk Morrison. Can't wait. All right, but we first got SC this weekend. They're in Washington uh, to take on Washington State. They're on the Palouse, Al. I got a question for you. Yep. <clears throat> Do you want to hear from somebody that wants the SC job but can't say that they want the SC job, or do you want to hear from somebody that was never considered for the SC job but wants to put their name in the mix anyway? Um, we've heard from everything, by the way. This has been, you know, this one kind of the beauty of the USC head coaching job available and everyone kind of angling without angling, but try to right. angle or also play the mix of, I'm actually not interested, but maybe I could get a little more cash from the school <laughs> that I'm at. I love this. Here's I mean, one. This, yeah. Here's Luke Fickle from Cincinnati saying, well, nothing really. No, we know nothing. I mean, it. look, I don't talk to anybody. I barely talk to my own family during the, sure. during yep. the season. And, uh, well, that's a lie. You know, yeah. So I wouldn't ever talk about it, nor lie. would I have even answer a phone call or anything like that. Probably so, true. Um, I know nothing. No. Nor does it make me have, have any interest. So, lie. Um, it's not a it's not a big deal. Yeah, lie, uh, sir. We all we ask is if you want a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. would, would you like a cup of coffee? That's all we ask. The the only part about that that I actually believe is that he's he not fielding phone calls. He doesn't talk to his family. No, no. You say, "Hey, honey, good morning," and then you come back. Long day, gonna crash. I mean, he's talking to his family, but the I don't field any phone calls. I believe that because somebody somewhere can dig up a phone record and say, ah, we got you. You talk to so-and-so. It goes through agents. It goes through friends of friends. But uh, this is how this is going to go, Slee. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that talk about the SC job without saying, no, I don't want it, yep. but they really want it. For instance, Eric Bieniemy yesterday, who sounds like one of the front runners. I think you guys know me better than that. So if USC reached out to me right now, my answer would answer be it. I am preparing all right, for this team to play against the Baltimore Ravens. For now. And but that's how I over. You guys know that. I am where my feet are. Okay? For now. My job is to make sure that we're ready to we play a complete sound 60-minute football game where we can come out and win the game. Against Washington State, I mean the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> I mean, if I had to rank – 
if I had to rank so far every quote on this USC job, something about Bob Stoops. Yeah. Something about something about how he went, something about how he kind of danced around everything, but you know, at many moments was like, Listen, I'm gonna leave my business card here. <laughs> I will be available if you need me and I'm updating my LinkedIn and by the way, if you need to reach me, it's Bob Stoops at gmail dot com. Well, I can't control rumors. I don't get involved in rumors. I've never acknowledged one way or the other where someone five, 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 has contacted me or one, not. Two, one, two. And I won't Hit in this case either. Um, I'm enjoying like my opportunity Ever to tell you that I always admired Pat I love Hayden. watching my son's one Keyshawn Johnson. One's on the sideline coaching. Love the Trojans. Tony Baselli is my know, favorite like, offensive you just never lineman. Know what, what, what Anthony Munoz, greatest left tackle in the history of the league. And I'm not saying Boy, did you ever see a player like Junior Seau? Uh, How about Ronnie Lott? Marcus Allen sure was a good running back. Already on the field. How about that Charles White? You know, the kind of the overlooked Heisman Trophy winner at USC. But, yeah, no, I'm not interested. didn't ask for my name to be Oh, that's just great. That's just great. I was just waiting for him to say, and just a heads up, I have four bars right now if anybody wants to reach me. Four bars, full service, Verizon Wireless. All right, let's go to the dump. <clears throat> Shohei Otani ah. is probably done pitching for the year. Joe Madden yeah. said that he had a little bit of soreness in his arm after his last start, that they scratched him from his start that was scheduled for today, and that he probably will not pitch for the rest of the year. I think he could probably take that to the bank. When are we going to be able to p- properly put this in context of what it is we saw in 2021? Because it doesn't feel like right now. Um, I have no answer for you. I really don't. Because, Trav, there were a lot of times you were trying to explain to me throughout the season when – he would pitch seven innings of scoreless baseball and then the next day jack his 30th home run um, that I just couldn't comprehend it. And I honestly, I still can't. I think it's unfortunate. You and I have hit on this. It's unfortunate that the Otani conversation got less and less since after the All-Star break. But this mm-hmm. is what happens. You only get to talk about too many people until things, other things start becoming more important, like the postseason. He's not going to be a part of it. Uh, you'd have a much better way of putting it in context. I, well, I think that's it, Al. I, I don't think there are the superlatives that exist. I don't have the vocabulary to describe what it is that he did this year. I don't think anybody does. I, I don't think that we're going to appreciate what he did this year. And here's what he's going to do. He's going to finish the year with somewhere between 44 and 50 home runs, probably. Yep. He's going to finish the year with nine wins. He's going to finish the year with an ERA right around three and striking out over 100 guys. You can read the resume and go, oh, yeah, that's impressive, but it doesn't make any sense. It does not. There's, it, it's, it's only in the context of, hey, baseball's been played for 150 years. This has never happened. And let's be honest, and I, I hope I'm wrong, he's probably never going to be able to do this again. This is a singular event. I'm not saying that he won't be a pitcher. I'm not saying he won't hit some home runs. But to do both at the very highest level like he did this year, we're probably never going to see it again, and I don't even know if we appreciate it yet. I I think you you had said something to me um, about you probably got to wait 10, 15 years, let other players try this if this at all can happen, right? Maybe this creates more opportunities for players to think that they can – play both, have a tremendous amount of failure doing it, and then maybe that kind of will add to the context 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. All right, it is Phil Jackson's birthday. Greatest Laker coach in history. You got Phil Jackson in your number one spot because I'm a Pat Riley guy. 
Well, it's funny because even let's say we don't put that – let's say we don't even ask that question. I think this really, really has to do with your generation. I think you're a Phil Jackson guy if you grew up with Kobe and Shaq being your guys. that That's your kind of your era. You're a Pat Riley guy if you're in the 80s day. I'm no question about it, Phil Jackson. That's, that's – uh, I loved his philosophy. I loved the way he did things. I loved when I loved when everything was going haywire, and he's like, "I'm not calling a timeout. You guys figure it out." <laughs> you, yeah, figure this out on your own. Happy 76th birthday to Phil Jackson. The Colts that we're going to see this weekend with the Rams. They're going to be the first team that's ever going to do an in-season hard yeah. knocks. Yep. Um, I can wait. <laughs> I don't have to be here for that. If I feel you don't this is something I can to skip. watch. Hard knocks. Put the Colts on there. Like this is part. Of, if you're if you're trying to drive me away, I mean, you want to talk about a, a less interesting team? Maybe there's maybe there's um, maybe they are interesting, and I just I don't know enough about the Indianapolis Colts. This is not going to drive me as a casual football fan. You got to do better than this. Yeah, I, I just I love Hard Knocks. I've watched most of the seasons. I'd be lying if I said them all, but I just feel like I've been there, done that, and I the novelty of it has kind of faded for me. I don't know if I have to see it. How do they find the pods, Lee? ESPN app or on iTunes. Remember, the full three hours now, so three different uh, on our channel on the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710. It is going to be a great weekend. Dodgers are in Cincinnati taking on the Reds. We got two college football games going on, SC and UCLA. And, of course, we got the Rams coming up on Sunday morning against the Indianapolis Colts. Mason and Ireland's next. Have a great weekend.